0: got started, and he said, hey, are you going to tithe now that you're getting this salary? And I was like, dude, like I'm making $1,000 a month. And he goes, it doesn't matter. He goes, you should give, and you will be blessed because of it. And um, so I did. I started, you know, giving $100 a month. And you know what? He was right. He was absolutely right. Um, that I've started giving then. I started tithing then. And it, I've, uh, Karen and I would definitely say it's, it's just giving has been a blessing in our lives. I will say that I'm not an expert on this topic. I'm not. Karen and I are still learning and growing on being generous and giving uh, for sure. But it has definitely been a blessing in our lives. Um, and it's, it's, this is a subject I'm very passionate about. But that was kind of my first experience uh, in tithing. And it was a good friend of mine Uh, that challenged me in that and it was kind of interesting Um, about a year or two ago Kyle and I were talking and I was like you know what you you're the one that challenged me about giving Um, and like I really appreciate that and he goes you know what a good friend of mine challenged me to give and he told me the same thing like you should give it's a command from scripture and you will be blessed because of it and he goes I was just I was just Saying that to you as a friend, you know, from one friend to another, you should give and you'll be blessed because of it. So that was kind of my first introduction into tithing uh, and giving. And I know this is a subject that can, we can make us squirm a little. And maybe there's guilt or shame or sometimes it's like, am I giving enough or what am I doing or am I giving anything and what does that look like? And um, I hope that today we can kind of get at the real heart of giving the real heart of tithing and maybe take some of those kind of things away from us. Um, that, that is my hope today. So I think if we can start at this place, it'll really help us, okay? And it's, it's this place that our money is not ours, okay? It's not ours. When I open this wallet, this $5 bill, I keep the big bills on top. (laughs) This is not my money. It's not. It's not my money. It's not my house. It's not my car. It's God's. It's all God's. And I know sometimes we get in these places, and I know I've I've done this in my life. Our pride kicks in, and we're like, you don't understand. I've worked hard. I've worked hard for this. And, And maybe you have, and that's awesome. But who gave you that determination and dedication and work ethic? Well, you don't understand, Dave. Like I, I, I've taken on a lot of risk. I came from nothing, and I've taken on a lot of risk to get where I am. And I would say, that's awesome. That really is good. But who gave you that opportunity? Who gave you that ability to take risk? Who gave you the intelligence to do that? See, it's all God's, it, all of it. We are a steward Okay? We are a steward of God's money. It's not our money. A steward is a manager of someone else's property or possessions. We are a manager of God's stuff. It's not our stuff. And I think if we can kind of get that through our heads, it'll really help us. This actually ties into the Apostles Creed, which we have been talking about and Justin talked about last week. But it's that um, that idea of The creator of heaven and earth. You know, I believe in God Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. That God created it all. It's all his. And so I have a a verse that I want to put up on the screen. Psalm 59 through 12. I have no need of a bull from your stall or of goats from your pens for every animal of the forest is mine, and the cattle on a thousand hills. I know every bird in the mountains, and the insects in the fields are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world is mine, and all that is in it. So it's all God's, um, and I think if we could start there, that it's all God's. Um, so. When we look at tithing and giving, it puts it in a different perspective for sure. Um, So what does the Bible have to say about about giving and tithing? Um, I want to say this. The Bible has over 2,000 verses on money and possessions. So the Bible has a lot to say about money. Um, 11 out of the 39 parables that Jesus uses, 11 out of the 39 parables deal with money and possessions. So it was important, it's important to God how we manage his possessions. So how are we doing? How are we doing as Christians? Really, we're not doing that well, to be honest. Um, some of the statistics would say that the percentage of people in a congregation that actually give 10% of their salary is about 15 to 20 Only about 15 to 20% of people in a a normal congregation actually give 10% of their salary. The average Christian gives 2.5% of their income. It's kind of sobering, isn't it? So why is that? I just want to throw that out there. Why why, why aren't we giving? What stops us from being more generous? I just want to throw that out to the congregation. Why Why do you think that is? What's going on? Why, why do we only give two point five percent? What's what's happening? Yeah, we're selfish. We're selfish. <laughs> yes, great. Yes, perfect. We're selfish, for sure. Yeah. 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 Will said, "We don't trust that that there's a blessing in it for us." And they they haven't tried it, so they don't they don't really know. Yeah, very good. Yeah. We have we have, uh, we have a scarcity mindset, where there's not enough to go around. So I have to protect what I have. Why give that up? Because I need that. Yeah. Or, yeah. Well said. We have a scarcity mindset in our society, so we're like, you know, I I need this. This is mine. Yeah. Really good. Yeah, Rob. yeah yeah makes us feel like we're in control yeah Randy I see a lack of gratitude and humility. yeah well said yes lack of gratitude and humility man all those I'm going to cut it off there those are great thank you those are, those are excellent um, very good I think at the end of the day um, giving is not a money issue it's a heart issue it's not a money issue it's not that we have too much debt, or it's not that it's 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 not that stuff. It's it's a heart issue, and it, our giving should be motivated by grace and not fear. I believe that stewardship is a role that we have. Giving is an act that we do, but generosity is an attitude of the heart. Generosity is an attitude of the heart, and we have to be willing to sacrifice for others. Um, for sure. So let's talk about the tithe. Where does it? You know where. Where does it talk about the tithe? In the Old Testament, it was a command to give ten percent of your crops or grains and the offspring from your herd. Okay, and they would give that to the temple, and it was to to pay for the priests and the poor around us. And so I have a verse for that too, the tithe. Uh, speak to the Levites and say to them: When you receive from the Israelites the tithe that give you as your inheritance, you must present a tenth of that tithe as the Lord's offering. So there are several places in the Old to- uh, Testament where it talks about a tithe, and actually the Greek and Hebrew word for tithe means tenth. Okay, it means tenth. So that's where we get that idea of giving a tenth. So that was where, you know, we get that from the Old Testament was a command. So what about the New Testament? What about when Jesus comes on the scene? Well, in the New Testament, um, the specifics on giving aren't quite as clear. The amount, actually, the amount of giving isn't quite as clear. But I will say this, that Jesus... As he often does, takes it to another level because he tells us to be exceedingly and abundantly generous in our giving. Okay, And we're going to talk about where the tithe fits in today uh, in just a little bit. Um, but I want to look at the New Testament. I want to look at Jesus. And <clears throat> as often does, Jesus takes it from like an action to a heart issue and um, like on the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus does this. Because on the Sermon on the Mount, when Jesus is preaching, he says, you know, you've heard it say, you know, do not commit murder. But I say, even if you look at your brother with hate, then you're committing murder in your heart. So Jesus takes this, you know, baseline, don't commit murder. Sure. Yeah, I get that. But Jesus says, Take, turns it into a heart issue. Even if you look at your brother with hate, hatred in your heart, then you're committing murder in your own heart. Uh, he does the same thing with adultery. He says, I say, do not commit adultery. Sure, that's the bottom line. We get that. But he says, even if you look at somebody lustfully, you're committing adultery in your heart. So we see Jesus oftentimes taking Old Testament commands and taking it to another level, taking it to a heart issue. Okay? And that's what happens with giving, I believe, in the New Testament with Jesus. And that he calls us to be exceedingly, abundantly gracious and giving. Okay? So, um, what does that look like for us? I want to take a look at the widow's offering, Um, it's in Mark chapter 12. Verses 41 through 44. If you want to turn that in your pew Bible, I did not get the page number, so apologize for that. But Mark chapter 12, verses 41 through 44. And I have that up on the screen, too. Yeah. I'm going to take a look at this. I've been kind of reading through this for the last week, every morning. I've been trying to just look at this and ask God kind of what what is in this for us. Um, So Mark. Chapter 12, verses 41 through 44, says Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, truly I tell you, This poor widow has put more money into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she out of her poverty, putting in everything, all she had to live on. Now, there's really a lot going on here. One, it says that Jesus sat down opposite the place and he watched them. (laughs) He watched them as they were giving. So again, we see the importance that God puts On this area. It said that many rich people threw in large amounts. But a poor widow came and put in a few coins. And then Jesus calls his disciples over. It's kind of this teaching moment. He calls them over and he says this. Truly I tell you this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. And I thought about that. The poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. She didn't put more money. The rich people put more money into the treasury, right? So the poor widow put more what? It's a question I have for you. Jesus calls the disciples over and he says, "This poor widow put more into the treasury than the others. More what? Was it wasn't more money? More love? More love. It all came from her heart. Came from her heart. Her. Yeah. Good. Yeah." Good thought. Yeah. Faith. Faith? Yeah. Faith. Yeah. Sacrifice. Sacrifice. Good. Yeah. All those things. Thank you. More love, more faith, more sacrifice. Because that's what God is asking, right? (laughs) She put all that she had. Because it's a heart issue. Giving is a heart issue. Uh, I love this scene, and as I was reading this, I was like, more what? And you guys hit, you guys hit it, nail right on the head. Those, those, that's what he's talking about. And I love this teaching moment. He calls the disciples over. And maybe you're a coach or a teacher or as a parent, you've had those teaching moments with people, and you kind of go like, look, they get it. You know, if you're a coach and you've got, you know, one of your players that's just giving it, you know, giving it all. He's putting his heart on the line. He's sacrificing for your team. He's diving for loose balls or whatever. And as a coach, you know, you could pull your team over and you're like, that's what I'm looking for. They get it. It's a teaching moment. And Jesus does the thing, same thing with the disciples here. He calls them over and he's like, look. You see what that poor widow did? She gets it. That's what I'm looking for. Um, it's a great scene. I love this scene. So we look at the New Testament, and Jesus is calling us to be increasingly, abundantly generous. So I want to just take a look at um, some kind of practical things about the tithe. And again, I'm, we're going to talk about, so what does that 10% play for us today? Um, and I'm keeping my eye on that. I know that there's a lot going on today with graduation, so I'll, I'll try to keep it short. Um, actually set my watch when I got up here so I didn't go too long because this I'm passionate about this subject, so I don't, don't want to go too far. But one is in Proverbs 3, 9, it says that we should give our first fruits, okay? It says, give your first fruits. And here's what that meant back in the time, like back in the Old Testament, it was like, you know, you had your grain and maybe the offspring from your herd and, you know, you God didn't want you to, like, give, like, a two-legged cow and a couple of apples with worms in them. Now, that's not what he was saying. He was saying, give your best. When you get your crop, before you take some for yourselves and you sell some, I want you to give that to the temple, okay? Give that to God. Take your first fruits. Take the best. How does that apply for us today? I think when you're making your budget, your 10% should be the first. Before you look at your entertainment budget or that new phone or whatever it is that we're looking at, um, 10%, right, as your tithe. That's the first. Your first fruits. Because if you wait till the end of the month and see what you have left over, it's going to be the scraps. Um, That will help you put things in line. Trust me. That will help you put your budget. It will help you put your finances. It will help you put all that stuff in line. So to give your first fruits, the 10%, how does that fit in for us today in the light of the New Testament? I think this, this is a matter of opinion, this is what I'm going to give you here. So I think the 10% is a place that we need to try to get to and then try to get beyond. Okay? say that again. I think that 10% of our income is a place that we need to try to get to and then get beyond. And you might be here today and you might be like, this is kind of new information. Maybe you didn't grow up in a Christian home either. Giving is, you didn't really talk about this in your family or whatever. Um, I would say to start, have that conversation with your spouse, your friends. We have a lot of high school and college age kids here. Have that conversation with each other Hey, how can, we start, how can we start giving? How can we start getting to that 10%? My daughter has a summer job, and when she was home over Easter break, she was in the kitchen, and my wife came in and was like, Hey, what are you doing? And Haley was like, ah, I was kind of working on my budget this summer. And Haley goes, I'm just trying to figure out if I'm going to tithe from my summer income. <laughs> and Karen's like, you don't need to decide that. Yes, <laughs> you should tithe. Part of your summer income. <laughs> Haley was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, yes, start young. That'll help you. Start young. All you young folks, start tithing now. Start giving 10% now. That'll, that'll kind of help you put things in order. So that's kind of the way I look at that 10% in light of the New Testament and God calling us to be increasingly, increasingly generous. It's a great place to try to get to. And it's a great place to try to get beyond. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the heart of that tithe and what, it, what, I, what I think it's really, really about deep down. Um, well, I'll go ahead and talk about that now. The tithe is for us. The tithe is for us, okay? Okay. We think it's to fund things. And God does choose to use us, our money, to fund things for sure. And there's a lot of great stuff going on around here at Wellspring. I mean, just so much good stuff. Stuff that Sam and her team at the guest house and buying the new house and the internship and adoption and orphan care. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable, this great stuff that's going on out here. And we need to be generous. And the stuff that's going on around here deserves. And the staff that we have, our staff, are unbelievable. We have such great staff people here, and that deserves our generosity and our sacrifice and giving, no question. And I'm going to talk more about that in a second. But the tithe is for us, and here's why. Because God doesn't want money to own you, okay? God does not want money to own you. And if you give it away, it has a less, it has a smaller chance of doing that, okay? Because God knows we have a tendency to grip it tight, right, with money and possessions. God knows how we are. We want we grip it and it starts to own us. It starts to define us. We get our security from it. Oh, if I can just get this much money in my 401k, I'll feel so much better. Or if I can just reach this plateau and it gives us status. And it starts to own us. And money can own you if you're poor because you're always wanting a little more. I want what that person has. Oh my gosh, woe is me. Money's owning you. Money can own you own you if you're rich. Oh my gosh, I need a little bit more than I have. If I just had a little bit more. And money is owning you. Okay? And if you are generous and you give it away, it has less of a chance of owning you. Okay? That's the heart. God wants you to tithe because he loves you. He loves you. And I think that money piece is interesting because I think if you start giving that money piece in your life, it starts to put other things in order in your life. I think that's why he talks about money so much in the scriptures because then all of a sudden you you, you find yourself more generous with your house. When someone needs to borrow a car, when a friend is just kind of down on their luck, all of a sudden, you're more free with your money. And there's a place for saving money, too. I mean, there's a place where God says to save some money, right? That makes sense. So we can save it. But man, if we're giving it away, we're not gripping it so tight, right? We're free with it. It's okay. It doesn't define me. Um, it doesn't own me. And we get to be a part of seeing what God's doing. We get to give it away and see the cool stuff that God is doing to further the kingdom by giving away. It's not ours anyway. It's not ours. So we get to give it away, and it owns us less. Um, and that's a beautiful thing. There's a stat, and I hesitated to even say this stat because this is not what this is about, but that people that tithe and give usually have less debt in their lives. They usually have less debt because I think it starts to put things in perspective for you, okay? And I kind of even hesitated to get, say that because I don't think that's what this is about. I'm not saying tithe and you'll have less debt or, you know, it's not that. Or it's not tithe, you give 100 and you're going to receive a 1,000. I mean, it's, it's not health and wealth. But there's a blessing in it. Trust me, there's a blessing in giving and it's that money owns you less You get to be generous. You get to be a part of God's work. Um, And that's the beauty of it. So, okay, I need to wrap it up. Um, I'm sorry, this last part might sound like a rant, but I'm just so passionate about this. But the stuff going on around our church is so awesome. The stuff at the guest house and Sam and her team. We just bought the house across the street to house interns. And it is full this summer. Um, And I just got done, I I just got back, um, Karen and I spending a week with some college kids. We went um, with College Young Life to Clearwater Cove to work for a week, and we worked hard. But I was watching these kids serve, and the way they were trying to follow Christ, and the way they loved each other. I'm telling you guys, these are amazing kids that we have in our congregation that are doing our internship, that are wanting to be discipled and grow in their faith, and they are outstanding young men and women. And I was talking with Aaron Willoughby about this. And Aaron's like, uh, we're kind of talking about this sermon. And she was just like, we have a lot of responsibility here. Like God has really given us a lot. Um, when we look at the college kids that come and the young folks that want to be discipled and trained. And she's right. We have a big responsibility um, in our church with um, people adopting stuff that's going on in our neighborhood. I mean, God has really got, there's a lot of momentum going on here. There's a lot of great stuff that deserves our support. Um, so sorry, I, I just, I'm just so passionate about that. And I'm just so excited about the things that are going on uh, in our church and our congregation, our partnership with Young Life and the things, the young people coming to our church through that ministry too. It's just unbelievable um, and we, you know we need to be generous in giving and sacrificing, because we have a lot of responsibility we've, we've been given much at our church, honestly. We have been given much, um, and that it deserves our, our uh, generous, generous support. So um, thank you for listening. Uh, I really appreciate it. Um, those are just a few thoughts. We can talk more about this, maybe another time, the idea of giving and tithing. Um, we can talk more about that. Um, we're going to take communion here. Um, and so now I'm going to put a verse up on the screen for you to maybe kind of look at for communion. Uh, I believe communion is one of those times the scriptures talk about examining your life before you take communion, kind of examining what's going on in your heart. Might be a time to pray and um, repentance or whatever that is. Um, so you might just kind of look at this, these verses and kind of think about that. But examine your heart, maybe in the light of giving this morning uh, as you're doing that before you come take communion. Um, So you can come up, tear off some bread, uh, dip it in the juice. We have a gluten-free option for you too. But I'm just going to leave you. Now, I'll pray and and, then you can come up. But I'm just going to leave you with uh, the challenge that my my good friend gave me uh, 30 years ago that I'm forever grateful for. But it's this. You should give. You should give. You should tithe and you will be blessed because of it. Let's pray. God, thank you for our time.